You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday afternoon, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities, the deputy chairman of that institution. And I have to say that I'm recording this right about half an hour later than I normally would because David Shapiro is having problems with his laptop. Now, David, how's it going there? I don't want to make it even more stressed than before, but are you okay? You know, yeah, it's, it goes on for a bit and then it's clicking off again. And, you know, this is my life. This is without this, I'm made, I'm out, I'm finished. Yeah, never mind uh, the wife and, and the kids why? and the grandchildren. You get, yeah. yeah, you can't, you can't get, there's nowhere to go to get it fixed. You know, you just have to sit here and, uh, and bumble your way through it. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, I've got a couple of numbers that you can phone for people that do it remotely. I mean, they'll tell you to do this, this, and this. I mean, have you got a telephone? All you'd put in is say, Dell computer is stuffed. Um, and, <laughs> uh, what, do, what do I do? And they'll give you these things, because the same thing happened to me a couple of weeks ago with my iPhone 6, which is about, I don't know, seven or eight years old now. And um, I just I Googled it, and, and away I went after that. There are ways to do it, David. But let's have a chat without you having your, your, your screen at the moment, because there's a couple of philosophical points I want to make for our weekly mm-hmm. chat. And the first thing is that, you know, you look back at things... And you say to yourself, well, the market collapsed 30% of whatever it was because mm. of the shock of the coronavirus and a couple of other things as well. Uh, so that happened. And there was sort of shock and awe to the downside. Then the second thing that happened was people said, well, that was overdone. That was an overreaction. So therefore, we must buy it. So the sort of V-shaped recovery uh, started. Now, what is happening is something slightly different, I think. Uh, people have said Sassel was too cheap in the low 20s, quite right. Boeing was too cheap. And a couple of other stocks, which are uh, household names, also went down to the point where you thought, nah, this is ridiculous. So people bought them. But now we are in the more insidious phase, I think, mm-hmm. of the second wave of selling, where instead of 4 or 5% down or 3% up every day, we're getting the half a percent to 0.7% or the 1.2% falls every day, which I think is actually more depressing. It's almost like Chinese water torture on the downside. That, I think, is what we're yeah. seeing now. That, yeah. that has started, and I yeah. hate that. Yeah. No, it's the worst thing possible. And I think it's going to be with us for um, a good number of months, uh, weeks maybe, because uh, what we have to do now is we wait and see. You're waiting for good news. Um, you, you're waiting for something to happen that's going to get people back into the market. The one thing, the one thing that seems to be have happened is that a lot of investors are out the market, you know, sitting, knowing this is going to happen, sitting on the sideline, plenty of cash. Uh, some have had the courage to go short and are just waiting and, and, uh, not ready to do anything. I don't think they, I don't think they want to pressurize it down anymore simply because I don't know where they got the ammunition, but the, we will only get out of it when we start to see, uh, good news. Mm. And, and what that good news is going to be is either, uh, progress on a, on a vaccine, uh, progress on a cure, you know, uh, treatment, um, along those lines. Um, also that perhaps people are coming back, but they're not going to come back to a full economy if they don't feel secure. And the only way they'll feel secure is if, is if they know that there is um, some kind of treatment that's available or that uh, if they're going to travel that there is a vaccine or something around those kind of, uh, you know, that kind of area. So I think, I think 
that's what we're waiting for. And, and I don't think there's going to be any immediate uh, response to it. We've got rid of the, the deal. You know, we, we're, we're out of the earnings season or the big earnings season. I'm talking about uh, the Microsofts and, uh, you know, Apples and those kind of companies, which I think gave us a bit of support. But you're dead right. We're in, we're in drip torture time at the moment as well. Yeah. Um, just, just waiting for, for, for whatever. Tell me about um, your, your mate, uh, Warren Buffett, because the reason, uh, about 48 hours ago, uh, he came out and he said that he'd sold the 10% stake he had in the top four airlines in the United States of America, and he'd sold them. I don't know when he sold them, but well done to him. And that, to me, along with the British Airways story that they're laying off 12,000 people mm. and also possibly uh, losing uh, London Gatwick Airport as a hub and just concentrating on London Heathrow, I've actually been vindicated because I've always said to you, people are not going to go back to their normal lives. You said, yeah, we're going to go back and do things, but I don't think you were referring to airlines. I, I said that, yeah, this is, that something's not right here. And suddenly, Buffett's got out of airlines. British Airways has gone from Gatwick. It's going to take a long time, David. That's what I'm saying. It, when, when you're going to travel, the only time you'll travel is if you feel secure on an airplane, mm. either that you're, you've got an antibody and uh, that's going to protect you, Alternatively, you know that there's a cure and people are secure or there's, you know, there's sufficient health issues or uh, support um, to encourage people to go back on airplanes. It's, it's, it's a, six months away. I mean, before we even, um, before borders are opened or maybe, maybe three months, four months before borders are open, certainly here. Yeah. So I understand it's going to take a long time. How? airlines get through this period is is is, is a mystery to me well uh, can you understand the consequences i mean you know we <laughs> these are major when you talk about a hub a hub is a major industrial or or economic area yes people travel through there they spend they buy coffees you know they travel somewhere else they come back i mean it's it's it, it's like a mall it's uh, bigger than a mall you know, if you look at the luxury goods, the amount of goods that are sold to travelers uh, in, the, in the luxury space is about six, maybe up to 10% of their demand. So, um, you know, it, it, and, and the aircraft themselves, the pilots, the support staff, travel agents, I mean, so we go. So it's, um, it, it's a huge area. I thought rather that uh, maybe when it all opens up again, that the, the prices will be a little bit cheaper to encourage people to travel. No, not a bit of it. Mm. I spoke to Air France Kaylee yesterday and I said, listen, I'm, um, when things open up again, I want to go to Athens because I'm supposed to go to Athens in the next three months. The price is about 30% more expensive now because they want to try and recoup some of, the, uh, some of their losses. So they're saying, well, if you can afford to travel and you need to travel, then we're going to charge you more. It's not as if they're saying, okay, come in, we're going to entice you to travel by uh, cutting prices by 30%. Not even close. And the same with hotels here as well. I've done an informal survey in Rotterdam. I thought that uh, hotels in my area would be, you know, 50 euros a night. No, they've gone from 150 to 200 euros a night. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And no, people are not going to pay no. that. People are not going no. to pay it. No, no, unless it's an absolute urgency. Yes. I think the only time they'll travel if it's a family issue, a family, uh, a family gathering, um, for whatever reason, either happy or sad. Um, yeah, I, I, it's 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 a mystery. Mm. Um, I, there was something else I wanted to say about you know about the whole travel side of it. 
Um, you what, know, that, that is deeply disturbing. Go on then. Hmm? Can you remember it? No, I'm saying, you know, when it comes to the whole aircraft industry, yes, uh, Boeing, uh, Airbus, places Finished. like that, um, you know, it, if you look at Boeing, it's one of the big support areas of, 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 of U.S. exports. I know they've had the issues, but uh, you thought that they would overcome it. You know, what has it happened to, to that side of it? So, oh, I know what I wanted to say. There was there the, the lead in The Economist um, shows about the 90% economy. You know, and what they were trying to explain is that 10% is the dangerous side of it. You know, it's all very well to get factories working again. But the 10% side are the consumers, you know, the people who go out there to restaurants, have their hair done, their nails done, uh, travel, do things like that. And that's the side that's just going to be wiped out, you know, that's not coming back. And that's a very important side of it. So we can get 90%, but... Um, that 10% is going to make a huge difference you know, to us. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it is a worrying side of it. And uh, I, we need to also make sure – I was reading an article as well about um, Mayday. Uh, the Chinese uh, undertook 50 – what they call 50 million visits, you know, tourist visits or, or tourist trips, whatever, however they describe it. Uh, versus 200 million. It's a big number, and people were out there. But we've got to watch for signs like that. We've got to watch how people come out of this lockdown, whether they've got the confidence. My view is that if one person goes out, other people will follow. But, but, but Lindsay, I don't, I don't think this thing was thought through. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not challenging what they've done, what, what, um, governments have done in this respect and the risk reward side of it you know how valuable is a life but i don't think when they decided to do it this is what i'm getting at they understood the the ramifications i don't think they did the you know the spreadsheets or whatever charts you might do uh to measure these kind of things the multiplier charts i don't think they understood what the what the outcome is going to be and and uh i think they're all sitting down and saying now well how the hell do we fix this you know (laughs) What do we do? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's always very disturbing. The other, the other thing is that uh, over the last few weeks, I've been sort of fairly vocal on why I think there will be a second or even third wave of of selling in the stock market. And, and one of the things is that because of the, it's because of the the data that's coming out. And we've had some horrible, horrible uh, PMI data yeah. coming out of the of South Africa today, which we'll come to later on. Uh, the purchasing managers index was simply awful, and we've had some really bad stuff from the United States. And just when you don't need a fight between China and the US what happens? Mr. Trump initiates a fight between China and the US, he just can't help himself, have you seen the tweets that he's been sending it's embarrassing, it's actually shocking well he's in trouble, I mean he's he's feeling the pinch of the economy at the moment Um, a lot of criticism as to how he handled this crisis and he's playing for his political future so it's got nothing to do more. It's nothing more than a political ploy. So he's put his political life over the health of the U.S. Yes. and the health of the relationships between China and, uh, and and America, all to make all to get reelected. So I don't see this as anything other than a than a political ploy. Uh, I don't think it's got anything to do with China. Uh, the one thing that is missing is a coordinated effort to address these issues. There's been nothing. I've, I've, 
I'm reading a book, which is a, a new book. It's called The Vile and the Splendid, or The Splendid and the Vile about Churchill. Mm. Um, it's, it's written by Diarist during the period of the uh, Blitz. So it's one year, I think, from May 1940 to May 1941, and how he reacted and, you know, going through the various family members, his family members, and so on. And it's put together uh, in a very readable and easy-to-understand way. But what you know, what comes across is is a leader in stressful times and how important, you know, his personality was to the success of the British. I mean, they were completely overpowered. You know the history of of, of, of what happened, but the way that he turned bad situations into good situations, or even though he was honest with what was happening, they always came out feeling, you know, buoyed and feeling happy and ready to, to address the, the enemy, even when the threat of invasion was extremely high. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is that we're in a situation where you've got no one like that. I mean, Trump is about as far away from Churchill as as, uh, as I am from you at the moment. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just crazy. And and you realize, no, but you realize how how we need world leaders to get us through this kind of area and this this kind of situation. And and he's not interested in anything other than his own survival and another four years for whatever that's going to do to him. Mm, I don't know why he wants to do that. I mean, he didn't want to be president in the first place. He just did it for as a publicity stunt. As, as that's that was always been my always been my contention. Uh, but uh, he sends these to each other. You can't imagine if Winston Churchill had for example, the ability to uh, indulge in social media in the, in the 19, late 1930s, uh, 1940s. He wouldn't have said something like this. This came out 58 minutes ago from Donald Trump. It says, Mexi- yeah. Mexico is sadly experiencing very big coronavirus problems. I mean, it looks like a six-year-old. <laughs> very big coronavirus yeah. problems. And now California, get this, doesn't want people coming over the southern border a classic. They are so lucky with four O's in the so. Uh, so, so they are so oh, no, lucky oh, no. that I am their president. Border is very tight and the wall is rapidly being built. Exclamation mark. That's the president of the United States. I know. I know. What is that? I know. I know. That's, that's childish. That's, that's just, uh, you'd expect a lot more from president of the United States. That's, that's just childish gloat. Gloating. Mm. It's just crazy. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's staggering how how low he has brought the American people. But maybe that's who they are. You know, I'm not. I, I'm just saying, who are they that they vote for him or or keeping him power? You know, what does it say about America? I wish Andrew Is it Cuomo. The nation that we once are. Yeah. I wish Andrew Cuomo you know, was the president. I wish he would run for president for the president because uh, we I need a strong know. person I, I, against Trump. I'm sorry uh, if I'm getting political yeah. here, but there, even Joe Biden, yeah, he's not quite strong enough to, to turn Trump over. I, I don't know, but Andrew Cuomo would be able to, I think, don't you? At the moment, he probably would, you know. But but he's still funny. Despite all the criticism, he's still got uh, his forty percent following Trump. No matter what he does, mm. those people will always vote for him because they're anti-establishment. But uh, and it doesn't affect them, you know. Probably for most people living in the Midwest, where it hasn't spread and uh, they haven't been subject to lockdown, I don't think it makes any difference to their lives. But um, uh, you know, from a world point of view, uh, there's no one coordinating an effort. And, and I, I think 
does anybody want to go to the United States? You know, does anybody really admire what they're doing? Does it really admire the way that they're handling it? No. You know, they should. I, I think they've got a lot of excellent companies underneath. They've got some brilliant, you know, chemists there and that who will probably, uh, you know, who will probably find some kind of virus, uh, some kind of solution or, or um, treatment, whatever it is, plus vaccines. Simply they've got, you know, world-class companies. But for a, you know, from, an, from an overall point of view, he certainly doesn't inspire you with confidence. He's not the kind of person that you want to go and risk your life for. No. And and I find I find that desperately sad. I you know really I, do, I really do. Mm. I, I you know I don't know where the Boris the the people who come out on top of the woman, Jacinda down in New Zealand, Australia been okay, I must say, and uh, uh, even Angela Merkel. But I mean, outside of that, who do we look to? Mm. You know, you look and say, who's 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 in charge? You know, who's in charge of this camp? I said this the other day to Liston, your old colleague uh, Liston Menchies, because mm-hmm. he's in New Zealand at the moment in lockdown. I said, mm-hmm. uh, Jacinda Arden is, if, if she was in charge of the states, it would be a different world these days. She's got that sympathy. She's got when she gets in front of a mic, she's talking to her people. You know, she's. Uh, mm. Okay. I'm getting too political, David. Um, no, 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 no. But, but it's you important. know what happens? It's a, it, it is, it is very important because uh, this is a world issue, and you need a world solution. You can't, you can't do it alone. And all that we're finding now at a time where everybody's hoping and praying and looking for some kind of solution that uh, you get Trump starting, starting with the Chinese, you know, mm-hmm. helped by his henchman Pompeo. Saying yes. there's uh, overwhelming evidence that this started in a lab in Wuhan. You know, <laughs> How and, do they know uh, that? We're going to kill them. We're going to put. We're going to punish them. And I said, Oh, please, man. Yeah, get on. You know, it. we've gone through that story. Just get on with it. You know, exactly. just save the nation. Save us first, and then you can go and play in your schoolyard. Mr. You know, Price, Mr. Price's um, um, financial results publication for the 52 weeks ended the 28th of March, David. It says, uh, due to the impact of the nationwide lockdown initiated as a result of COVID-19, the work streams related to the finalization of the group's financial results have been delayed. I don't quite understand why they've been delayed because everyone's in lockdown. Surely you've got computers and laptops know, and um, smartphones and things. Can you understand this, this announcement? I, I don't know. Whether, whether or not they need people on the ground, stock-taking uh, issues like that, you know, they, they can't open it, the yeah. shops. They can't open the shops to take stock, uh, which I think is an important, you know, they might. I, I think you always check your stock against what the stock records say. So there might be tests like that that the auditors cannot uh, undertake. Uh, I, you know, I'm just giving a very simple example, but there might be others along the way that are, you know, that are causing that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, that's, that's one thing. Uh, Grand Parade, uh, what else have I got here on the Stock Exchange and New Service Announcements? Um, famous Brands. I can't get excited mm. about Famous Brands. They came out with a, no. a statement this morning. You would have seen that before your um, I saw that, laptop yeah. went kaput. <laughs> I mean, is, is, it, is it time to start building for a five- to ten-year position in that thing, or is it just you have to leave it alone? What do you think? think? So. You don't think so? I, 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 I you know, I, I don't think cha- eating habits are going to change. I think they're fairly well positioned in the sense that um, they can supply meals to, you know, on a takeout basis. But uh, I, I, I just think it's an industry that's that's seen the best days. You know, I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm if if you're a Starbucks opening thousands of 
restaurants in China, I think I might, you know, might be tempted to look at it. Um, but from a famous brand's point of view, um, the South African consumer, I think, is stretched. Mm. I, I don't think it's got money to to spend as much as uh, as they had in the past. I think I think I think a lot of those areas are under pressure. You know, we've seen it with Spur. They're okay. They're doing fine. You know, they're doing okay, and uh, they're bumbling along as best as they can. Rocker Mamas is doing fine. Mm. You know, some of the new ones on the block. But they're very small and not likely to, to make big difference. They're not steers, and they're not wimpy, and they're not mm-hmm. debonairs. No. Exactly. No, no, no. Uh, David, uh, the, one of the reasons I put forward for, for the second wave or even the third wave of selling was that we would have – uh, corporate failures. I've spoken about British Airways. I've spoken about Buffett getting out of his airline investments in the United yeah. States of America. Uh, we've spoken about Edgar's going under. I mean, a great South African iconic shop yeah. and chain of shops. And now J. Crew in the United States. That's a thing, isn't it? That's, that's big. And, and I, I love J. Crew. <laughs> you know, whenever it's, it's in Columbus Circle, which is close to where. I have an apartment and uh, often go up there. They've always got a decent selection. Um, I, it, it's got to be, it's it, it, it's got to be endemic of uh, of what's happening at the moment. You know, it's got to be um, that people aren't there. I, you know, these places always carry huge stock, and if they don't get rid of that stock, um, their cash their cash pile, you know, the cash pressures just mount. Mm. I mean, I, that's why that's why I always worry about retail, whether you're a furniture store or a clothing store. All your money is on the shelves. And if those shelves don't move, you, you, you can't do anything. And the other thing is fashion. You know, are they tapping into the right kind of fashions for the American public? Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's indicative of, of what you're going to face in a lot of those kind of businesses. I think you can see Macy's and all the other retailers under similar kinds of pressure. I don't know who's absorbing, you know, I don't know who's absorbing the money, whether it's in technology, whether it's uh, action wear, you know, whether those, whether people are switching to action wear um, away from, 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 from what J crew represents. Mm. But um, it, it, it's sad, you know, it, when I say sad, it's, I think it's just indicative of, of trends. It could be bad management, you know, bad cash management. We don't know. Well, they I don't know enough about they that. They weren't prepared for it. That's, uh, they're, they're, let's, yeah. let's face it and let's move on now to yeah. the JC. David, we've been speaking, speaking about Edgar's and J. Crew. Um, I just want to come back to, to Earth in South Africa. It says here, South Africa's seasonally adjusted ABSA Purchasing Managers Index fell in April with business activity contracting to its lowest ever as the coronavirus lockdown, now in its sixth week, paralyzed manufacturing activity. It fell to 46.1 from 48.1, which is not massive, but the business activity measure fell to 5.1. I mean, if it goes above 50, that's an expansion. It's down at 5.1. So business activity has collapsed. There is no business yeah. activity anymore. That's staggering. Yeah. I, what, I, I, I think that it's not unexpected. But I think when you actually assess what's ahead of us, I think that's scary. Mm. How are we ever going to get out of this and how are we going to create confidence in the markets? You know, you know, you know what's happened to me? There, there are little incidences of, of uh, my wife got an appeal from her hairdresser. And I mean, uh, who's, who's in uh, Parkdown North, I think it's Parkdown North, Parkhurst said, you know, that please made an appeal to, to customers to help just contribute something so that they can keep their staff going because otherwise they have to close down. 
Um, now, if you consider that, and I think the same thing uh, with beauty salons, with uh, spas, with things like that, you know, with organizations or businesses like that, all of those are feeling pressure. When they close down, they do not open. No. They will not open. And, 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 and what the consequences are of that is that, that the landlords suffer as well because suddenly you have these wide open spaces in, in centers. Who's going to occupy them? These people are finished. And not only, so, so that's, that's my worry about this whole thing. We haven't got the money to get them through this. And I don't think we're unique in South Africa. I think it's, it's, it's around the world. No one thought about that. Oh no, there'll be plenty of money to get you through in that. But, but Lindsay, once the air is out of their lungs, you know, as a business, you're not going to you're not going to resurrect them. You're not going to bring them back from the dead, and we've got to get to a situation where we stop that happening. And that's evident in the numbers that you're quoting at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. And, and as I said earlier on in the interview, my fear now is that, like taking the plaster off slowly, slowly, slowly. That's what we're getting at the moment, instead of the ripping off the plaster which we had during the month of March, mm. where the market fell just so dramatically and then went up dramatically again. Now we're going to have this painful painful three days out of five we're going to have half a percent down two days out of five we're going to mm. get 0.3 or 0.4 percent higher but it's going to be yeah. a grind to the downside yeah. as the data yeah. and the corporate yeah. results and the corporate mm. failures and mm. the lack of confidence and the political machinations uh, become evident and start influencing the way that we look at, yeah. the, at the markets would you agree with me or are you uh, I, still I, bullish I, yeah i'm not you know no i'm not by nature, I'm a bull, and I think we're going to get out of it. But I'm, I can't turn my head away from uh, what's going to be a very difficult period. You know, we wait here, waiting for, 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 for some kind of news to come through, you know, that's going to help us along the way. And on Friday, we're going to get the job numbers out of the United States, which is going to be, I don't know, 20 million or something. And, and so, you know, so, so, so this is going to play on your psyche, and you're going to question yourself all the time. You know, where to from now? You're going to hear, you're going to read more and more stories of people who are losing money, desperate, bigger companies under pressure. So we've got, we've got quite a, you know, quite a lot to get through in, in, in May. And I don't want to come across as, old, you know, pessimistic or, or negative or saying, I just say it's going to be a tough month. It's going to be a tough month. David, thank you very much for your time this evening. That's David mm -hmm. Shapiro, who is the deputy chairman of SASM Securities in Johannesburg. And that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.